Welcome back. Welcome back to the All Inclusive Sports Podcast. We've been going a hot minute. Uh, you know, had some personal things going on. I was involved in a wreck out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah, we all been dealing with a whole lot. We haven't talked about sports in a minute, so we thought we'd bless y'all with some words of encouragement for yeah. the sports is already out here right now. We yeah. got a lot going got on, a, as yeah, usual. We got a lot. We got some, got some play-in stuff. I guess we can start there. Some we play-in right stuff. There. We look at everybody yeah. a little quick little recap of the NBA uh, play-in tournament that they decided to go with this year. Right. I like it. We had it a 10-game cool. shortened season. I wasn't too much of a fan of it because I always feel like, realistically, it's the one through six teams you really have to watch to see who's going to go deep in the playoffs because at some point, even if you're an eight seed, and this year, obviously, a ninth seed trying to climb in there, okay, you might get knocked out anyway. At some point, I mean, you ain't going to go to the finals, are you? You never know. We got to look that up. When's the last time a six seed went to <laughs> We got to look that up. <laughs> and anyway. See, and see, the most important part for me about the whole thing was there were already enough teams in the NBA playoffs. I remember saying this when we had the NFL playoffs start off. I said, well, right now we only have barely a third of the league in the NFL actually go into the playoffs for the road to the Super Bowl, right? You mean before they expanded it? Right. Okay. And now we got the NBA who already had a little over half of their squads because was it eight, eight on each conference, right? So that's 16 originally. And the league is only 30, 30 teams deep. So now you're giving an extra two teams on each side. So now we're looking at 20 teams with that potential to even get into the playoffs. Okay. Of course, you guys, the one through six, already locked themselves in. Right. Seven Just to give everybody eight. a quick quick recap, the seventh and eighth team play each other to see who can take that seventh spot. So, of course, that's a good thing for most teams when you're like, okay, I can escape out of that spot right there and just move into the seventh spot. And I, play, I, can, I can play the second The round. second best team, right. you know, record-wise. Most importantly, the ninth and, eight, ninth and tenth team play each other to see who can go against the eighth-seeded team. Right. And, of course, you can knock off that eighth-seeded team to find yourself in the playoffs and knock somebody out. But for what it's worth right now, the talent we saw this year in the NBA, I wouldn't necessarily say a lot of those eighth and eight through ten seeds really deserve to be there. Okay, well you you hit on a bunch of stuff. Hold on, first of all, I appreciate the ten game, uh, uh, the decrease of the ten games. Now the rest of it with the playoff scene, I think so. But but you had you had a lot of injuries this year. People was going down because you know it was shortened or whatever. They haven't had time to. Do whatever they need to do, prospectively. Um, so, yeah, but, like, you, you know, you said you really didn't feel whatever. Well, Memphis wouldn't be there right now had they not done what they did in this playoff. Right. The play-in tournament or whatever you call it. So, you know, for those who don't know, Memphis is playing Utah, uh, Utah Jazz right now. They're getting beat by the Utah Jazz yeah. two games to one. But still. Or is it, They're making it competitive in right, this, though. Right, right. So, you know, so, yeah. And for me – a team like, like you said, uh, Memphis climbing in there was interesting to see, but it also gave teams like Washington an extra chance to get into that playoffs because Washington had a, a decent second half of the season after the All-Star break. True. To actually try to climb into that spot. And they played I remember, hard. I remember in the beginning of the season, it was a really tough go for them. You had Bradley Beal dealing with injury, Westbrook trying to fit himself into that mold right. and everything, so it really didn't get to where they needed to be by the time the midway of the season came around, but it gave them an extra push in the end. And that's why I appreciate the concept. I'm going to say I like this whole entire thing, but I appreciate the concept of it because it was designed to make sure that teams wouldn't tank. So if you're 20 games under 500, hey, we're n- all, all hope <laughs> is not lost yet. You still okay. have a chance. Don't continue just losing out so you can get a good uh, lottery right. pick. Right. You can keep on trying to fight for that position to get yourself into the playoffs. Get yourself an extra check. 
you never know in a seven game series anything can happen, right? This is true. Uh, 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 the Golden State Warriors beat the Dallas Mavericks a couple years ago. Well, I ain't said a couple years ago. It's been a while now. Uh, remember when right, right, Dallas right. was number one seed? It was and like 2012 or 2013? Something like, something like that. that. It was somewhere around there. But 2012, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah. And for teams like Charlotte, I mean, obviously they lost LaMelo Ball, who should be the front runner for the rookie of the year. We'll get into a little bit of awards if we can get to that today. But. The Charlotte Hornets, had they not lost LaMelo like they did, they probably could have uh, a, better record. a better record. Right, they, right. They ended up losing in those bubble games. I'm oh, sorry, the bubble games. I'm thinking about last season. But <laughs> the playing games, they lost those yeah. and eventually got themselves out of there. But they were six games under 500 when it was all said and done. And for what it's worth, they could have potentially catapulted themselves into a better position. They could have been even a seventh seed at this. Because, I mean, you see, look at a team like Boston right now, who's a seventh seed actually. Right. And they're terrible in these playoffs. They struggling. They, <laughs> they they struggling. Uh, well, they lost people too, though. You know, Jalen Brown is yeah, missing. And, and, and I think yeah, that's a big part of it, right? That's what I'm saying. A lot of people were injured this year. We've seen Jason Tatum so far. I think in that in those playing games, and so far in one of these games so far in um, in this series that they're currently in, he's had two 50 point games. So he's pretty much doing his job, trying to make up that slack right there. But I'm not surprised, nor am I even satisfied with Kemba Walker though. Well, yeah, but even when he scored forty, they still lost. Yeah. Like he, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel like Kemba Walker needs to be more of a more of a factor in that. Well, you know, Kemba had a knee issue all season. I'm not sure if he had it before this season, but it's been lingering. They say his knee might not even be able to come back 100. percent So you might not. So this version of Kemba Walker that you're seeing right now might be the version of Kemba Walker going forward. Yeah, because as a matter of fact, I believe he was out there last game when the Brooklyn Nets went up three one in this uh, current Eastern first round right Who, now. Kemba? Yeah. Yeah. So Marcus Smart is someone I've always looked at as far as a defensive presence. I love Marcus not, Smart, man. He's not always going to be that reliable scorer for you. Right, but I love Marcus Smart. If you get, you know, I I don't think they're going to – well, I don't think they should blow it up, speaking of Boston, but I think they might. Yeah. They might just blow the whole thing up and start over and kind of rebuild and get some pieces and see what you got. Because who's their current coach? Brad Stevens, Brad right? Stevens, who so, they were calling for earlier this season. Right, right, right. Because they were struggling. And I like Brad Stevens, so, you know. And we got to remember, obviously, they are playing the Brooklyn Nets, right? So the team that everybody, well, not going to say everybody, most people project to go to the finals and win it. Exactly. If nothing uh, else, they should be going to these Eastern Conference finals against Milwaukee or Philadelphia, whichever one of those teams you want to do. Because Milwaukee's already taken care of yo, business in the first round. I like Milwaukee, B. I like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee, I like their additions. P.J. Tucker, Drew Holiday, I like their additions. Solid. They're fit solid. with them. Right. They fit. And I... I really believe in them. Hopefully, they don't let me down. I believe in them. So, we're going to see what that leads to. But, yeah, so we guess we get to the playoffs. And, of course, the biggest <laughs> the biggest talk of that is right now that the Miami Heat were really, really good in the bubble. They made it to the NBA Finals. They gave the Lakers some kind of run for their money. But now, outside of the bubble, they're not looking as good as they, as they should be. Well, I heard that they was having chemistry issues. People didn't like each other and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how that affected, you know, them from doing, from playing together. But... You know, it's a big thing. When you got chemistry, when you don't have chemistry, it can really derail some stuff. Because if I don't like you or you don't like me, we're we going to be butting heads all the time. Not and only that, but I think expectations because who was that? Uh, Victor Oladipo got traded to them. Well, he hasn't played, remember? Exactly. Yeah, he, so that's, yeah. that's a big issue in itself right there where you had expectations of saying, okay, this guy can come off the bench right. or if not, nothing else. He's a starter that we can rely on to score. And then he gets to and, you and he yeah. still hasn't, play, he hasn't played. Exactly. So, yeah. so they had to make, keep on – making different rotations, try to work and everything like that. I even seen Udonis Haslam at, what, 40? How old is he now? <laughs> he's the he's the 
what you want to call it, a player coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point, he's just the elder statesman that so somehow has a roster position. Man, yeah, he's up there, man. It's it's whatever, but he so came yeah, the out Miami there. Miami Heat gets swept by the Bucks, and now the Bucks move on to the next round. I'm not sure what the bracket looks like because I never like to look at the bracket until it's completely filled out because especially right now in the, in the Western Conference, we've got a lot of teams still competing. Well, most, let's talk about it. Okay. Most, if not, not all, I think are tied 2-2 two two right now, aren't they? Right. I'm highly disappointed in the Mavericks. Uh, honestly, if you go back to last year, last year they had a chance to beat the Clippers. They didn't. Uh, they ended up playing – Clippers ended up playing Denver, and Denver beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. the Mavericks played them. They had a chance to beat them. This year I said, you know what? They might beat them because going into it, I'm like they had them, they had them pretty much good last year. Well, they was up two games to none, and then they kind of – I don't know if they got beside themselves or what happened. Luka might have a, a shoulder injury, a yeah, nerve injury, really, or whatever is going really on with him. really is going to play a big factor in this. Right. You got that. Uh, so, I'm really – I'm kind of disappointed in the Mavericks. I, I think they should have came out and at least get three. And even before, looking at game one, my first thoughts were, if the Mavericks really want to pull this off, they're going to need some more bench help. Because at first, I'm not sure, a lot of the teams were doing it. Maybe it was because we're – in the playoffs now, you want to get the guys with experience, or maybe you want to rest some of the other guys so you can get your rotations right when you get deeper into the playoffs. But guys like Trey Burke didn't play as many minutes as I thought right. they were. They would um, Dwight Powell is another one that's a big presence for them in the paint that he didn't really get a whole lot of minutes in these past couple of games. I'm not sure if he's dealing with anything himself. Well, you know, in the playoffs, the rotations change. Right. right. If you notice, you know, especially with somebody like Rick Carlisle, right. you can expect that. Some coaches only go seven deep, like seven, mm -hmm. eight. We, we ain't going no more. Y'all going to have to play the whole game. So, you know, rotations change. Uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm uh, speaking of the playoffs, other Western teams, uh, the Lakers and the Suns. I'm not disappointed in the Lakers, but I think they should have, they, they, you know, they had they had, a, they had an opportunity to take game, at least three games, you know. Right, right now it's tied up so two, two to two as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, they had they had opportunity to go up three. Um AD is hurt. He's not going to play for game five. Yeah, so far, it's expected right. that he's not going to make it. I mean, he's dealing with a groin injury now that he just sustained in the last game. So right. that's been a, a big thing, thing for me, and I made a joke about it recently. Like, this kid must have grew up on Tylenol or something. He can't handle pain because it seems like every time he's banged up and, and he's too big of a guy to not be able to take this, some of these hits. You know what, though? I feel bad for LeBron. LeBron got AD, handpicked AD. Right. So that he could take a step back and yeah. let somebody not else score take the as many reins. points every right. night, not or put not have through to, all that. Right, yeah. and here we go again. He still had to be the be the, the, the focal point. You basically have recreated the Cavs in L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, and he has to be it all the time. And I feel bad for dude. Yeah, because you you have some guys on there like like the Kuzmas who you expect to step up more because of AD's absence. Yeah, you but expect. Kuzma ain't, ain't really been that dude like right. that. He ain't really showed. And, and they expect, got rid of some um, people that they tried probably should have kept. Ben McLemore was a good was a good addition for them. I think he hit a good clutch shot in the in the last game. Okay. So for what but, it's worth, they still know, have to find these pieces. But like yeah. you said, being the focal point now is still being LeBron. It's not AD's team with LeBron on the side as the superstar. <laughs> it's more so still LeBron's team. LeBron's a superstar. LeBron's the go to, and nothing else. And LeBron was trying to have somebody here who can, at least if we have to bounce off each other, we could do that. Not me take over every time, all the time, whatever. So, and with a team like know. the Suns, that's pretty hard for them to actually try to go head to head with them because you got Jay Crowder who's been playing some really good basketball this season. Well, Jay Crowder's always been a pretty good basketball player. Defender wise, he's, he's on top. Now he's still 
may or may not make or miss a shot, but right. you know, as far as the defense, he's that dude. Uh, was it uh, DeAndre Ayton? I know yeah. in the first in the first couple of games that was the guy right there to go to as well. Well, that's why they started playing big boy ball. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I saw and, that. And but but you know, I don't know, I don't know. And, and, and the pieces that you got, like Wesley Matthews. He ain't been good since. Yeah, it's I been mean, a it's very been long time since we've been able to say that Wesley Matthews has came through clutch for I anybody. Mean, bruh. And Dennis Schroeder should be that guy that's really showing up more, but he is still staying to that point guard position where he's just looking to facilitate. Well, that's cool. I mean, you do. I'm not saying play outside of yourself. What I'm just saying is, the people who you depended on haven't been, you know, those dependable pieces that you need them to be. And speaking of like they brought in Montrez Hurl. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he's short. I guess he's shorter than whatever. He's they were six eight. Six eight, six nine. Let me look at it right now. I six, think he's seven. like Okay, so he's shorter than that. Yeah. So yeah, so, so I'm saying so so in this series, that's why he, you haven't seen him. Yeah, I think. Because yeah. because DeAndre Aiden, not DeAndre Aiden, is his name DeAndre Aiden? Yeah. Uh, yeah, DeAndre yeah. Aiden. He's he's seven he's legitimate seven feet. So you have to have somebody to bang bodies. So that knocks out Montrez Hurl. So, you know, you you lost Dwight. And JaVale yeah, and these the pieces, right, who and you needed. All the stuff you've been talking about throughout the entire season and how they did not get that yeah. depth back. And now you, you've seen it. They talk about you got better. No. KCP is your only consistent third third uh, big man, the three-point yeah. shooter. Right, right, right. And he's inconsistent too. So it's like, <laughs> okay, what do we got? Well, who else is out there in the West right now? You got um, Memphis and Utah. Yeah, Memphis uh, and Utah right now, like you it's, said. It's 2-1? Oh, is it 3? Yeah, it's 2-1 with the game being played tonight. tonight for, yeah, game four being played tonight. I like Memphis. I'm pulling for Memphis, but Memphis is going to climb an uphill battle. Uh, they, they did good game one, but uh, Donovan Mitchell didn't play. Yeah. So uh, we're going to see. Then they're going to go back and make adjustments, and we'll see what they get. That's them. That's it, right? There's one other Nuggets and Trailblazers. Yeah. Also tied two to two. Now, see, the Trailblazers, I would pull for the, but they're so inconsistent. They don't play no defense. And it's like, yeah, everybody can get 50, <laughs> but they're going to let you have that too. So they're going to score 150 points, but you might score 151 and still beat them. And in the same realm of uh, what you talked about with LeBron not having AD right now, Nicole Jokic is having to step up even more now with Jamal Murray being out. Right, he's out for the season 2018. Right. So, yeah. And Michael Porter Jr., is not as good as advertised no more because last year it was a lot better. Aaron no, Gordon, he's been playing. He's pretty, pretty. He's he's becoming. You know, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. it's only his second year. Aaron Gordon has been a nice little pickup for them. It's like a whole new looking team for that for that uh, Nuggets core, I guess you could say. Because in the absence of Jamal Murray, they went and got Austin Rivers, but he's not gonna give you those kind of points or minutes no. per night. But it's not even that. He's not even the point guard that Murray is. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like like you know. It's some guys okay like a couple of years ago we had Chris Paul and and uh uh Darren uh, Williams. Yeah. They're yeah. not the same kind of, you know. So yeah, same same thing. You can't get can't expect Austin Rivers to come in and play like Murray, so yeah. And now with series that go back to the East cuz we kind of varied our way from the East a little bit because this is one of the series right here that everybody's been talking about, the Knicks and the Hawks. Right. I feel well, I mean, okay. Some people are disappointed in the Knicks. Hey man, it's their first year back in the playoffs. You got a new coach, you got a new team. Y'all doing it. Y'all have really nobody expected them to go to the finals, okay? Right. So so And the funniest part about this series, why I just can't keep a straight face with this series, is because Knicks fans went crazy in the garden when the Knicks took game two and started saying, We want Brooklyn. Right. And now they're staring at a three one hole right now, possibly on the brink of elimination. 
And you're going to see Brooklyn if you get on that train, yeah. But you're not going to see <laughs> the Barclays Center and go watch these Brooklyn Nets play against the New York Knicks. And like you said, give them respect where respect is due. Like, yeah, it's been a while since they've been in there. They have a nice a nice core, though. They, they have some team have a team that they can build around because it was a Julius Randle and Derrick Rose has been a good addition for them. Right. I thought he was good when they, when they yeah, he was playing good before they picked him up. Of course, R.J. Barrett is still going to be the star of the show because that's what they expect him to be. He was drafted as such. But the team itself can be built around and they can't succeed. They can climb in these Eastern Conference playoffs games for years to come if they keep the same nucleus going right now. Okay, they got to get, they got to add some pieces. Uh, no offense, no offense. I mean, Taj Gibson is kind of up there, right? I, I was about to say, I see. I, that's why I said that's no offense, because I was finna say, yo, I like Taj Gibson, but I think he's he's like an old man too, right? He's like, he, you know, <laughs> but I like Taj Gibson though. And on the other side of things, you can't you can't knock what Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks are able to do right now. That's true. They say, uh, I think they was the most consistent down the stretch, right? Um, at the end of the season, so you know. But not a whole lot of star power on that team, but still very well coached. And right, still, a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So still something that you can, you can still see them going into the next round and, and not have to see any kind of crazy basketball out of them. Now the Wizards and Sixers might just wrap up tonight. We might see a game on Wednesday if necessary, but the Sixers are on the brink of trying to go ahead and sweep the Wizards right now. Right, they better be like Milwaukee and not play with their food, according yeah. to Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I, I mean, they, they honestly, the Sixers should win. The, the, right. the Sixers should win. Um, Brooklyn's gonna go ahead and win. I think the Boston's probably gonna blow that up. Um, so that's two. Like I say, I'm pulling for the Knicks, but nobody expected them to really get, you know, far, far. Um, Atlanta should that they they up three games to one, right? So Atlanta should take the rest of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not gonna tank. They're not gonna tank with the Tom Thibodeau. His team is going to gut you as many opportunities as he's going to get. Uh, that's it. That's it, for, that's it for the East, right? That's it. Okay. That's it for the East. So we'll see what happens. We'll, you know, I'm, I'm trying excited. To at, I'm trying to look at the brackets right now. If um, if or when, let's see the, the East, since that's more decided right now. If and or when the Sixers sweep <laughs> the, the, uh, the Wizards. <laughs> the, watch, yeah, watch the Wizards. They would end up playing the winner of the Atlanta New York series, so we can pretty much see our second round would be Philly versus Atlanta. Philly and Atlanta, yeah. And then because the Bucks have already taken care of business, now they would go up in the next round against the Nets, which would be must see basketball right there off top, right? I'm, I'm, so that's a good I'm pulling for right that, there. and I'm pulling for Milwaukee. I'm standing right here on the air or whatever this is. I'm, I'm Milwaukee. I'm going for Milwaukee. That would be an evenly matched team, though, as far as the amount of points that each Milwaukee's team can put Milwaukee's big, up. bro. Yeah. Milwaukee's big, and they play defense. And with the Blake I don't Griffin edition right I don't there. trust the Nets' defense. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I like the Blake Griffin edition. I've, I've talked about it when they first got him. It's like, okay. Like, we, we, we kind of made some jokes about him. Not, we did. Not making dunks and what, not even attempting dunks, rather. <laughs> and now he's still a good part of that team. So... You're saying the Bucks pass the Nets, and then out of the Sixers and the Hawks, we can pretty much lean towards Philly and say that'll be the the route, right? So we're looking at Philly versus Milwaukee for the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I guess so. That looks, I mean, it looks pretty much like what we yeah. expect. Like I said, Brooklyn. That's what I expect. Brooklyn on the may East take side. Milwaukee to six or seven games. It might go seven, but I just feel like Milwaukee, and, and and I guess more so this year. I feel like Milwaukee's built different this year 
Milwaukee has something different that they've had than they've had the last two years. I think this year is when they finally kind of get over whatever hump that they had. I think this year is their time. People saying the Nets, I don't trust the Nets. I don't trust the Nets superstars. I don't trust the <laughs> Nets mindset. I don't trust the Nets defense. I don't trust the Nets. So until the Nets show me whatever, I don't trust the Nets. I'm going with Milwaukee. And now in the West because we don't have anything clear cut right now because no team has taken a three three to anything advantage right now. They're all locked in unless the Jazz take it uh take it against the, the Grizzlies. The winner of the Jazz and Grizzlies would go play against the Clippers and Mavericks winner. I, I still got hope for the Mavericks. Yeah, I don't trust the Clippers either. They, they, I don't trust them. They, they I don't trust them. I, I think, don't know. I think for the media purposes, everybody would love to see L.A. versus L.A. So you might not even have <laughs> L.A. the other big L.A. Because right now. I don't know what's what's taken over Kawhi, but Kawhi has been able to ball out these past couple games. Two games. Don't do that. <laughs> two games. The other two games, what happened? Oh, he was quiet. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying. So. You know, we'll see. And like I say, the injury to Luka might be the biggest thing. Right, so, right. whatever. And then the winner of uh, Denver and uh, and Portland would go face the winner of Phoenix or the Lakers. Right. Whoever so, wins that is going to lose. Yeah. Whoever Denver or Portland, whoever they facing would be in the next round. is yeah, going to lose. They would lose that next round. Exactly. Yeah. I, whoever, it, whether it's the Lakers or whether it's Phoenix, whoever they facing, I think they lose. So Phoenix, whoever, whoever, whoever will go on out of that. Right. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> so now we got past our playoff thing because we're going to get back here in a couple weeks whenever we get back on this uh, podcast and talk yeah, yeah, some gonna more see what's happening. playoff basketball. Yeah. But we kind of skipped ahead a little bit, but we got to go back and retrace our steps a little bit. The uh, 2020 uh, Hall of Fame, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, okay. was obviously aired in 2021. Right, right, right. We saw some people we obviously knew we were going to um, expect to be – in the hall. Okay. And the most interesting part for me watching, because I love watching these Hall of Fame speeches, love watching the Hall of Fame presentations and everything. Me too. Listening <laughs> to listening to Tim Duncan's story. I knew he was from the Virgin Islands. Knew, obviously, what was it, Wake Forest? I'm sorry. Was it Wake yeah. Forest? Yeah. So the reason why he chose basketball, I don't know if you knew, his childhood swimming pool, because he was supposed to be an Olympic swimmer. His childhood swimming pool. I'm sorry, yeah, well, the pool, yeah, where yeah. he was training at, got torn apart by a hurricane back home in the Virgin Islands. So he picked the round rock and this <laughs> he went on from there. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Pretty big, interesting story right there because it kind of reminded me of Joel Embiid. Same thing with him. Middle of his teenage years, decided to start picking up basketball. Right. Got a little height on him, and now, obviously, like I said, he was a front runner for the longest to be in the um, MVP's talk this year. And like I said, right. they could potentially right. be going to the finals this season. That's true. Same thing goes with uh, Tamika Catchings. Not too much that I, I remember from her uh, story because it was a few weeks back now, but she had been dealing with speech and uh, speech, speech impediment, impediment and actual yeah. hearing yeah. issues her entire life, and that never stopped her from actually becoming a Hall of Famer now. So her extensive WNBA career and everything like that, her career in the um, Olympics with Team USA women's right. basketball and everything, really good career to, like I said, cap it off with that Hall of Fame. It get is, that yeah, yeah. Of course, the most most of it was uh, centered around Kobe Bryant. Kobe, not yeah, not being there. Yeah. And one of the one of the biggest takeaways I took from that from uh, his wife Vanessa's speech that she talked about was his mind frame of playing every night through injury. Of course, we know he did deal with some injury in his career. Right. He had the Achilles. He had a, a torn pinky, I think, at one point where he had to rehab on that as well. But his mind frame 
kind of speaks to what we're going through right now with the NBA current day. Load management games. Okay. I think Popovich is really the one who started this, right? He did, but why are you knocking him for that? <laughs> he just wanted to protect his guys. So, okay, I get that because you want longevity. It's a long season. You got to get to the playoffs. You still want to try to go in, what, 20 games into the playoffs before you actually hold, hold, right. hold that trophy, right? And if your coach tell you you ain't playing, what you going to say? So this is the adverse of that because we know Popovich doesn't really care about much. Right. He's, so, he's a, yeah, he don't care what you're talking about. <laughs> Kobe's mind frame on it was he knew that people were obviously spending their hard-earned money to go watch these t- these teams play. Right. And I've had several opportunities where I wanted to go watch LeBron James play myself. Okay. And I'm not necessarily a LeBron James fan, but you want to you wanna see if this guy is one of the greatest, you want to see that in person. When I was able to see Dirk Nowitzki play in person, I was excited because it was like, yeah, this is one of those greatest. He's one of the top ten was the top ten scores in the league? Something like that. I ha- I have a I have a, a a comeback for you though. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. So especially for the young fans. Especially okay. for the young fans. Your player gets set out that night, your dad saved up the money, your mom, whoever, your grandparents got you a birthday ticket to go watch this game. Uh-huh. You go in that arena wearing your favorite player's jersey, and you find out that that player himself, because there are some players, not just Popovich, like I said, I won't blame him wholeheartedly. He started it, though. <laughs> but you go into the arena, your favorite player is sitting out, now you're sitting there in the crowd just watching him on the bench. Like, yeah, I got to see my play, my favorite player tonight, but I didn't see him play. Right. So speak your piece, man. What's up? Well, I understand, the, the, I understand that side. Like I say, I can't blame Popovich because, first of all, he started doing it. His team was older for the most part, and he just played who he played, and you play how you play, and, and I'm not putting you back in the game. That's how, that's always been his method of coaching, first of all. Okay, yeah, we take it a step further, and, like, I think Kawhi gets a rap for it now about load management, mm-hmm. whatever. But some some guys aren't built the same. Now, I will say that. Some guys can't go 82 games or 72 or whatever we're going to be going in the future, right. okay? Now, to the same effect of that, if you're a grown person, I can't blame the kids. I can't blame them because they're <laughs> kids. If you are a grown person and you bought a ticket, yeah, you bought a ticket, you spent your hard-earned money on this, yeah, 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 and you want to see your favorite player, and you want to make sure that your favorite player is playing tonight, what I would say is, and it's going to sound kind of harsh, <laughs> save your money. Continue saving your money, and if your team is going to the playoffs, I guarantee you your favorite player is going to play in the that's playoffs. That's a good point. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, because for what it's worth, that's the kind of atmosphere you really want to be in anyway. If you right. Otherwise, you don't watch the one watch the twenty point blowout during the regular season for a game against a team that that's probably true. ain't doing nothing that and, year. And and most regular season games are cheaper. I get that. That's why I say if you just want to be sure to see your guy, yeah, and you know you know your team going to the playoffs, your guy is going to play in the playoffs. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. So that's my offset of that. I don't know. I don't really have. I, I don't feel. I, I don't feel any kind of way because most of the time, I watch the game on TV. I ha- I didn't get to see my favorite player play. I was a kid. Allen Iverson is right, my dude. Right. I never here. right. So I never got to see him play in person. So I don't know, you know, what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, and if, if anybody in AI's camp, AI's family is uh, listening. I'm still upset. Remember when we went to the Big Three game and we hope to see Allen Iverson. See, that's play what I thought about. Three. I thought about that when you brought that up. I said, "Well, I understand how it feels because because we was looking for AI right, right. that game, and then we didn't get to see him. It was the Big Three, 
It was the first year the Big Three was in uh, existence, and we went to the game. We was hoping to see AI for the I think it was the last game too, right? Yeah, yeah, and and he they found out the he wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> so I can totally understand how right. it feels when your favorite player is not playing. So, yeah, I get that. I get it. And now. Six months later, in September, we're going to have the 2021 Hall of Fame as well. So we get to have a year where we see yeah. two Hall of Fame Hall of Fames. Uh, enshrinement ceremonies in the same year, uh, as well as the NFL. NFL, too. I was just going to yeah. say the NFL, too. Yeah. So this year, we're going to have Ben Wallace, of course, former Detroit Pistons. I like Big Ben. Man. I like Ben. He is actually the first undrafted player to be enshrined. Yeah, the Hall so of Fame, a right. big deal right there. Awesome. I hope they put a big pedestal up there for him to talk man, on. Say. Uh Another guy, another few guys from this current era right here of basketball: Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, and Chris Webber will also be in there. Uh, they did a lot in their careers, obviously individually. Uh, I mean, they're multi-time All Stars. You can give uh, them that. <laughs> between I the, don't agree with Bosh. Between the, I was gonna say between the three of them, you got about three championships. Bosh obviously was on that team with uh, LeBron and, and D Wade. Yeah, Miami. I mean he, yeah, he did his thing, but I don't. Mm, okay, if they say so, I'm not gonna argue with it. Chris Webber. Uh, it could go either way with him. He he was a good player, you know. He had some stuff. Uh, I don't know. Uh, who else you say? That's it for the as far as that current the current players. Uh, we got Bill Russell who is going in again this time as a, as a, as a, a coach. Yeah. So, so what you were yeah. talking about earlier, the player the player coach basically. Yeah, you done his Haslam. Yeah. <laughs> the new you done his Haslam. Yeah. Uh, you got Jay Wright, obviously college basketball fame. Rick Adaman, former NFL, uh, NBA player and NBA uh, analyst. No, yeah, no, NBA yeah. coach and analyst. Yeah. yeah, he's he's done it all pretty yeah. much at this point. You've got Yolanda Griffith and Lauren Jackson going in for the WNBA, okay, respectively. And um, it should prove to be a, another another good one. I would love to see what Paul Pierce has to say. You know, he's had a lot of a uh, lot of issues with players in the past, and a lot of issues still with, with players now. He was it him and Ray Allen still have a little bit of a beat going on. Well, Ray Allen ain't gonna be there, so it shouldn't yeah. be no problem. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, they have they have they have their Feud, whatever it is, I think I know what it is, but I think it's because remember they was on the Boston. He went to Miami, right? When LeBron, you're right. So felt uh, disrespected, right? So I think that's what the, they had. Uh, they had room for improvement. They had room to keep that that same mentality going with KG and everything right. going to that um, that uh, NBA season. And I just mentioned KG, and I didn't even think about him. His Enshrined yeah, Hall of Fame well. too. Yeah, yeah. I left him out thinking about the Tim Duncan and the Kobe and the Tamika Catcher. Kevin Garnett, big ticket. There. Yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty big one too, because once again, one of the players that I grew up looking at, knowing I wanted to watch more of his games, no matter what team he was on, even when he was on the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> oh, you talking? About, yeah, KG. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was the dude. He was the dude. But yeah, what we got next? We got to get into some... Oh, uh, Naomi. Naomi. We were Naomi, talking about Naomi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Naomi Osaka uh, has declined. Has she declined or just... Uh, she just dropped out of it. Right. Dropped out of the tournament for the... Was uh, it French Open, I believe it is? It's one of those yeah. tennis tournaments. She, I don't know which one it is, but she dropped out of it because of the media. Yeah, the fine that, she, yeah, got the fine that yeah. she got. But I thought... I thought it was based around media availability. She just not was not in the mental headspace to be... To deal with the media. Yeah, and... Right. Which is completely understandable, right? Well, she, uh, the media, whoever the people were, said they was going to make it, they was going to talk to her about it. So I guess they talked to her about it and they wanted her to do something and she didn't want to do it. So they find her. So she dropped out. She said, Y'all can have it. So it's cool. She got to take care of your own mental health, man. Yeah. And for a name as big as hers right there, that should take a a big, 
it should take a big step in, I guess, reevaluating this whole media availability thing. I mean, for the fans, of course, we want to know what a player or a team or a coach or whoever, where their mind frame is during the moment at that time to recap what they saw. But at some point, we have to understand that these people are still human beings, right? Yes, we want to we want to be able to say that. Yeah, I heard what Westbrook said after the game about what took place and whatnot. But okay, at the end of the day. We still got to respect these people's wishes. They say, man, I'm not in the mood right now. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But, okay, so I know in the NFL they give them like 15-some-odd minutes to get their head together before they come out there, right? They give them like 15 minutes. I don't know how many they give them in the NBA. I'm not sure. But what I would say is whoever is having those issues with dealing with the media and they just can't deal with it tonight, you could be honest. You could go to the to the podium. And hey y'all, I'm not feeling this tonight. And I'm gonna try to answer the questions the best I can, but if I can't answer that, I can't answer that. You can say you can start off with that, and then you could either say, I'm not gonna answer that, or I refuse to answer that, or whatever. Or you could simply take the Marshall Lynch approach. Just give him one word answer. And just give him that. And yeah. you I was available. I answered my questions right. 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 And, and and that way, you know, I would appreciate me on me personally would appreciate the honest. If you're not feeling it tonight, if you just if you can't answer some questions, I, I'm cool. We can move on to the next question. Uh, you see what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to hound you about not being able to answer questions. So it's cool, but that's me. I don't know how some people feel about that. They feel like they should be entitled to them answering a question. I don't and know. I, I, that's why I say I feel like it's, it should be worth at least reevaluating the entire process right there because at the end of the day, I have to understand that these people are obviously under contract for this, right? I mean, you're being paid in your contract to be able to give your time to the media and explain to the media and the fans because, of course, these people have jobs too. Reporters take what you what you said and it goes into the sound bites, it goes into newspaper articles or headlines, and realistically, we need that reaction out of you. Otherwise, you're just looking at a player and seeing what they're doing on the court, on the tennis. And making your own and, interpretations yeah, from it. Exactly. We want to know specifically what was going through everyone's minds, what happened in the situation. I feel it. And now, speaking of which, I just realized we kind of skipped past something. Speaking of fans' interpretation of what players go through and whatnot, we have had a pretty big issue right now. Some with fans NBA been fans. tripping, bro. <laughs> so we've had Westbrook get thrown popcorn at him. We've had Trey Young get spit on. We just had a water bottle Kyrie. get thrown at Kyrie. And because the NBA had not had fans in arenas for so long, and now we're in the playoffs, and a lot of these arenas are opening up the doors and saying, hey, come on back in, fans are acting a fool. I don't get it. I mean, I've never wanted to throw anything at anybody for any reason when I was at a game. Uh, I might want to get a better seat so I can touch you maybe on the way out. You know what I'm saying? So on the way out. But, get an autograph or something. Right, something. But I've never been that upset. I've, You know, you, you, you get hurt. I mean, you know, anybody who's a sports fan understands when your team is losing or they just lost, it hurts. But at the same time, I'm not angry enough to where I hurt, you know what I'm saying, where I feel like you deliberately did something to me, yeah. where I want to do something to you. So I don't get it. I don't mean, take I know it that, that personal at right. that point. Uh, what, what 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 I think is I know people mentioned it moving the seats back and whatever I know in hockey they got a glass. Yeah. I mean I don't want them to do anything that drastic, but if people see if people keep having outbreaks or whatever, then you you probably gonna see some changes. And we have watched so many years of 
different sports evolving into this thing. Like even in baseball, they have extended the protective netting in some of these ballparks because of right. uh, fly balls or foul balls that just go too quickly behind someone's head. And we have seen fans actually get pretty badly hurt by this stuff. So they have done what they can do in their part for fan safety. A part of the hockey thing is because of the fights that break out or the fact of a hockey puck coming at 100 yeah, miles an hour at yeah. your head, you want to make sure you protect it at some, cost, at some cost. And we have seen some stuff in the NFL where players get heckled on the sideline because right. but they, anybody they, may be, they may be further back on the sideline where they can hear something happen. I just remember watching a video of Marcus Peters where he had a fan heckling him at the stadium, and he kind of got got close to the dude because he was able right. to go to the stadium steps and actually say, okay, so where you from? Where you from? Like, he was really about trying to approach this guy. Now, granted, he had about three security guards around him, <laughs> but at the end of the day, a lot of these players would take that stuff personal, like we saw with Westbrook's reaction to it. Not everyone's going right. to have the even keel reaction of Kyrie where Kyrie just kept on walking. He's, okay, I'm, I'm all right with that. I understand that. He actually came back. Did he come back? Yeah, he came summer? back. Okay. He came back. It's, it's like he had a late reaction to it. He yeah, came back. okay, okay. Yeah, he came back. I guess I, I didn't see as much out of him as I saw from Westbrook because Westbrook was ready to go into the stands. He was, and, and he was injured. <laughs> and I feel like that's what we're going to get back to. You remember the malice of the Palace? Everybody remembers it. Of course. Everybody remember Auburn, Auburn, uh, Auburn, Palace Auburn Hills. Uh, yeah, yeah, Palace of Auburn Hills. Everybody remember that. It was, it and was, I feel like that's what we're going to get man. back to if this thing keeps on continuing like this because we have seen stuff before. And mentioned Westbrook, he was in Philly before – when a fan basically shot him two middle fingers right, on the right. sideline right in his face. Right, I mean, right. he, he was basically striking distance from this guy. Right. So Westbrook, if he really felt like it, could have hit put his hands on him. Yeah. And we have seen stuff from Marcus Smart before in his college days where he had got an uh, altercation with a fan. And that I'm pretty sure he's worked on that since then. But at any point, you can be triggered. And that's the thing, crazy part about it, that NBA – Basketball and basketball in general is such an intimate setting because you're in an enclosed space. And like you said, those seats are very close to the sideline right. right there where if you do have some decent money, you can be sitting right there where you're in, within spitting distance from a player. Literally. <laughs> How many times have you seen Spike Lee on TV right there? Right. Literally. And we've seen it sometime in football, but mostly in soccer. You see a, a person run out into the field somehow getting past security. You see the streakers on the on the field. But right. they're, not, they're not there to actually put any kind of disrespect on anybody, touch anybody. Right. They're just out there to just getting attention. Like, <laughs> hey, I true. was that guy that got arrested because I ran out into the stadium. Naked or whatever, yeah. yeah. In baseball, you don't see a lot of that either. The most you'll see is if you're in a if you're in a ballpark that the opposing team hit a home run in your ballpark, you might throw the ball back. You're not trying to hit someone. Right. But you're just saying, hey, right. we don't want this. Yeah, I don't want your ball. We, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want this here. I don't yeah. care if it was your 500 home run of, the, of your career or whatever it is. We don't want it. You can have it. Right. But something's got to be done about it, obviously, in the NBA. And then, like I said, in basketball in general, because we don't know how far this would span. I mean, it could be some overseas play where this stuff even happens where we need to try to figure out how they can get some safety in place for these players. For the players, right. I just don't want them to go the hockey route and put the glass up. Yeah, at that point, you might as well sit at home and watch TV if you're going to watch the plastic. Yeah, I don't, I don't want them to put the hockey hockey glass up. Uh, like I say, I mean, you could move them back. You know, move. You know what I'm saying? Like move the crowd back and put banners of logos or whatever. You know, you know how they do it. You know, yeah, with the advertisers make, or yeah, whatever. They'll make, they'll make something happen. Right, We've seen enough right. stuff right now within this past year and a half. With right, because they weren't there, so they put yeah. right. So they could have, you know, keep them seats for something else or whatever. But I don't know. We gotta get to this world of boxing. Let's go, Wilder. Wilder and Fury, Fury. Part Three. Three. Yeah. That's one of the major fights happening this year. That's true. Pack out. 
the Earl reason, Spence. <laughs> the reason why Wilder and Fury is so important is because heavyweight boxing is back. Craziest part about it is that Tyson Fury is supposed to fight somebody else already in September. And because of a rematch clause in the contract between Deontay Wilder fight, and Tyson right, Fury, right. he says, hey, you got to fight me. I think it's before before August something or whatever. So now July 24th, we got that fight. Right. I don't know if Tyson Fury's going to want to do both fights back-to-back like that. Usually a lot of these boxers take at least three, four months in between yeah, take to time go off. Yeah. recoup, re-rest, and retrain, retrain for the next to get fight. back right. into that. The first time they fought, split decision. Okay, so we got to see a part two, right? That second time was last February. We got to see the sequel. But I, I know. Deontay I Wilder came out there in this ridiculous costume that he said weighed him down too much, even though Tyson Fury is 40 pounds heavier than this dude anyway. So I don't know how how you necessarily got fatigued before you even got to the ring because you decided to wear this ridiculous-looking costume. I don't think the costume had anything to do with it. He can say it did. That's fine. Um if you watch the pre-fight, when they showed them in the locker room, Wilder was moving. He was up, pacing. Yeah. Fury was chill. He was super chill. I was actually putting for Wilder in the fight, but something was off. Mm-hmm. You could feel it. Something was just off. And that's what happened. And he went out there and, and lost. But, you know, I mean, all that stuff has an effect on you. He's well, He's pacing. And somebody else had brought it up after the fight, too. They said that he was pacing the whole time. He wasn't. You know, when you're an athlete, they tell you, go sit down, get off your feet, you know, kind of relax, kind of, you know. Zone out for a little bit, yeah. Right, just get off your feet. They tell you, like, sit down, rest, like, get off your feet. He was on his feet pacing the whole time. So, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I'm not, you know, I don't know, dude. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to the fight, though. I'm looking forward to the fight. And since Deontay lost his belt last time right now, he got the chance to get those back. He got WBC and the, the ring heavyweight titles that he basically had to – give up in their last right, matchup because right. obviously he lost that fight but this last fight or maybe it might be more to come I'm not sure how heavyweight boxing really goes if you wouldn't want to go past three I mean if, if Deontay loses again no nah, they ain't going past three look look <laughs> this, this look you had the when 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 uh Muhammad Ali and right. Ali, you had like two three fights that's it once once you get the past that you, yeah you get yeah. the little trilogy set you win I win whoever wins the last one we good we draw with it that's it. So this is it. So it's going to be heavyweight boxing in, in Vegas. They're going to be at the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant Stadium out there. And it should prove to be a good fight. I haven't got a chance to see any of the undercard stuff. Of course, I'm pretty sure they're still trying to come together with that. It's going to be all the way in, well, shoot, July's not too far along. Really, we're about six, seven weeks out from this fight yeah. happening. If that. That's not even that far. July 24th, Two? yeah? Three? Six well, weeks? Yeah. We, we just started off with nah, tomorrow's, July, first, yeah, yeah. tomorrow's first of June. So. Yeah. So you got to what? Maybe five weeks. Five so you got about yeah. five weeks from now. We're gonna be on this thing. Talking about, okay, yeah, yeah. But like you just mentioned, Earl Spence and Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So say, man, say, Pacquiao. How how old is Pacquiao, bro? He's up there. He's. I'm he's like. Got, I'm like. Let it go. He's got 11 years on Earl Spence. See, I don't understand. I guess because it's. I, I guess it's the fighter's mentality. You just can't quit, right? Or you can't just sit down and just retire. And for me, Pacquiao has had a music career. He is a politician in the Philippines where right. he's from. So he's done more for himself in his career of everything to not just try to go back to boxing again. But he beat Keith Thurman in a 12-round fight in 2019. And he lost that belt since then because, of course, he's been inactive. Right. But he was, at that point, the WBA welterweight champion. So 
he feels as if now he can try to get himself back, back into in that. The, yeah, because the, this is not an exhibition fight. This right. is straight up like, no, we're going to go for a title at this point. And Errol Spence has never took a loss. So Errol Spence... He got to survive himself. He's got a WBC welterweight that he just uh, got from Sean Porter. Right. He got an IBF welterweight uh, belt that he bit when he beat Danny Garcia just a few months ago in December. Right. I remember. So yeah, I remember. he's already holding both these belts right now. If if Manny had that WBA, he'd probably be trying to go after that one too. So he could be having, okay, I got the WBA, the IBF, and the WBC at this point. I feel you. Uh, and I don't know who is going to stop Errol Spence at this point, though. Like I told you, Earl got to survive himself. You remember the car wreck? Yeah, in yeah, Dallas yeah, yeah. and stuff. So flying and that's out why that fight against um, Danny Garcia was pretty important because we didn't know how he would fight. Right, coming out of his yeah, first, his first out, time. The car then. got the car got smashed. But anyway, uh, Pip uh, Pacquiao. Sometimes and I, I don't know if I told you this before. Sometimes when you're doing something and you're mentally retired, even if you haven't said I retire. When you have mentally moved on, sometimes what you lose when you mentally say you're gone, you don't get that back yeah, just because yeah, you yeah. decide to, I want to do this again. It doesn't, sometimes it doesn't come back. You could be in shape. You could do all that, but you're, you're not the same person. And I ain't saying that he not. I'm just saying he, right. He's just done a lot of stuff. So maybe whatever, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what he has left. Honestly, so I'll be watching the fight to see what he has left to see if he, he if he's a shell of who we thought Manny Pacquiao used to be or whatever or you know who he is. So we'll see. And now that fight is August twenty first, but kind of jumping around here, we've got a fight happening at the end of June in Atlanta at the Hawks uh, basketball arena. A super lightweight showdown: Javante Davis, okay, another big name in boxing, right. going against Mario Mario Barrios. So. Davis is looking to be a three-division champ. He's already got the WBA sub super featherweight. He got that last Halloween. On that same night, Mario Barrios retained his super lightweight championship belt that now Javante is going to try to take because Javante also has the WBA lightweight title that he took like a, a year and a half ago. Year and a half ago right. So like I said, now he's looking to try to get three divisions locked up, which is obviously a pretty big thing in boxing because you always got to move up a weight class, move up a weight class. And for them, that's, that's allegedly. a pretty big deal. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. People do it. But well, I, well, uh, physically, I think your body gets bigger. I think they say that your body gets bigger over time, so it happens naturally, but whatever. And Barrios has the, the height advantage on him. They're both 26 years old. So, so it's an even keel yeah, as far as that part, right? Yeah, we're not looking at the Pacquiao, Errol Spence kind yeah. of difference in age <laughs> here. They're probably a few months apart or something at most. But... That height advantage is a pretty big deal. We've seen some boxing matches this year so far, and of course, always in the past where the taller fighters. Yo, height matters, man. Height matters when you. Wait, no, I'll take that back. Height matters in terms allegedly having longer arms. Yeah, the reach. Yeah. Right. So if you you know that's alleged. Like I say, I don't know the reach of the two guys just because just because you you how you tall doesn't mean your arms are very long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that matters in that part, but. You know, yeah, the taller guy usually wins because of the reach, but sometimes reach don't ain't there. So we'll see. And now, in an exhibition match is going to happen this coming Sunday. The what's that? The Mayweather sixth. Yeah, the sixth. Mayweather and Logan Paul. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I, 
I'm going to say it right here on the I'm not watching and it. And the biggest question I had about this when I thought about this fight was, did we really see Floyd Mayweather path of his career going this route? He got 50 wins in the books. He's had the titles. He's got the money. He's he got might the business be, ventures out here. He might streets. be one of them kind who just can't. Bro, you retired, bro. It's over. Let it go. You've had a, you've had a career. See, I don't understand. You make, see, sometimes people get confused like they are the losers. You know, when you, you know, when you're a loser, I don't mean like a loser. I mean, when you can't win something, you try real hard and you can't win and you fight and you fight and you fight because you're trying to win. These guys have already won. Like, what are you fighting for? What are you doing? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And on the other side of it, of course, Logan Paul, he has had one fight. Right. And it wasn't even an actual real boxing match. It was the Nate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so I would hate for Mayweather really come out here because he hasn't fought in a while since he fought uh, Conor McGregor, which right. was which once was... again another fight I really was shaking my head about, like, why are we doing this? Right. But if he took his first L against a YouTuber slash actor who's only had one fight in his, under his belt. We're not going to say nothing. You know what we're going to say? <laughs> we're going to say he's old. Right. He finally caught up with him. Whatever. That's what we're going to say. Ain't no pressure on him. What did he got to do? What did he got to lose? You ain't losing no money. You ain't losing. What? You, honestly, I think Floyd's just bored. He wants yeah, something yeah. to do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, he's yeah. bored. What can I do he's to give me some excitement enough, out here? He's taking enough trips to Abu Dhabi riding on camelbacks and everything. <laughs> right. He just needs something else to do with himself. And for what it's worth, Logan Paul's brother, Jake, I think he might have put the nail in the coffin for his brother by snatching that hat off in the little pre-fight. The promo thing. The they promo do thing. Yeah. They were at the Miami Dolphins Hard Rock Stadium, and he, in the tunnel, he decided to snatch the hat off the old eighth-grade uh, stunt that you used to pull and said, got your hat, and ran off with it. And I think that might have pissed off. Floyd enough to where Logan might have to run for his life because you know Mayweather's quick with his feet. I don't know if the age is going to have anything to do with that, but Mayweather can move. How is, he's like 54 now, 50, 53, 54. Let it go. I think Floyd is that old. What, he was 50 when he fought. Well, no, he wasn't 50. He was uh, he was 40, so he's about 50 years old, bro. He's 44. Oh, okay. He's 44. Okay, my bad, Floyd. I gave you six <laughs> years, okay? Or ten. But he, he is starting to age a little bit now. You can take a look at, at Floyd now and be like, man, he ain't the same pretty boy Floyd when you saw when he first came out. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think I think dude's bored. We, I, I, I think he's just bored. He, he's just wants him to do. Why not? And somebody and, and plus he feel like you know he's a money dude. So if he feel like okay, I'm bored. Here's a chance for somebody to give me fifty million dollars. Why not? Really? Why not? Yeah. So I even, got you. Even in promotion alone, he's, he stands to make some pretty. That's pretty what I'm good saying. So I guess he's like, okay, I can take 50 million. It's cool. The pay per view sales will still go up. Right. Those people like yourself won't be watching it. I'm not watching people this. Will. I'm telling you on their own air right now. I'm not watching this. <laughs> okay, so how much time we got? We got a couple of NFL we things got, to so get We got into. about 10 minutes before we get up out of here. So, NFL, right? We had the schedule release come out. Of course, we got 17 games this season. They said the the Cowboys and Eagles have the least amount of games against playoff teams. So that goes back to your point as far as strength of schedule. I know that's your favorite three words right there because you just despise what we did last year from what we can do this year. Because it's stupid. That don't make no impact in regard on this year. The team changes from year to year. You wasn't here last year. So what did that, you know what I mean? No. On the the adverse of that, the Packers and Steelers will both face 10 teams that were in last year's playoffs. So once again, okay. teams that were good then, right? And last year, 
You never know how that's going to affect them. Look at a few of these teams that have made some significant moves throughout the offseason. The New York Giants comes to mind. Um, right. Everybody. We can talk about, obviously, the Chicago Bulls finally making a good quarterback. Uh, draft Bears. Themselves. Bears. I'm sorry. Said Bulls Bears. You said Bulls. Man. <laughs> Bears. That's how you say <laughs> It's the Bears. But, yeah, like Tampa Bay retained most of their people, if not all. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. But. Like I say, it's the same team. That don't mean they're gonna be the same effectiveness. They don't. Sometimes stuff happens and it's a one-time thing, and you never get it back. Why are you trying to recreate it? I can understand you re- trying to make success happen, but sometimes it happens, and it just happens. It is what it is. We made it. Don't. Tr- sometimes you bring somebody back here, and it doesn't work out because it's not that simple. It's not that simple. And for one team that wasn't doing so well, even though they recently had an AFC championship appearance a couple of years back. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville. They've, they've been the talk of the town for so many different reasons. Of course, we already knew going into April that they were going to be getting um, Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick. Right. But now, Urban Meyer, do you think he's really willing to risk his coaching career to sign Tim Tebow? Why not? He was at home. You're at home. He was at home. <laughs> He was at home for a reason. No, no. But I'm saying, here's what I'm saying. They went and got him. So, look, if, if you're on your couch every day and I want you to do a job for me, is there really any threat of me firing you? You're on the couch. Yeah, I went and yeah. got you. What pressure do you have? You don't have none. It's my show. I want to do it how I want to do it. And I think that still goes back to who you know, not what you know, because this man has never played tight end at all. It was a couple times when they kind of tossed it around eight years ago. When Tim Tebow. But he's bulked up. I'll give him that. Well, he stayed in shape. He's always in shape. I don't know if he can run a route or catch a ball. We'll find out this year. I'm pretty sure he can block. He can. Unless you've had injury, most of the time you can move. So you're going you're gonna to retain some athleticism about yourself. So I give him that. I give him being able to run at least a little bit. I ain't saying he's the fastest dude out there. As you get older, you get slower. It happens. Uh, that happens. Now, you've been able to catch. If he can catch, you pretty much can catch. I can catch right now. I'm not signed to a team, but I can catch. You know what I'm saying? I, I can catch, though. You know what I mean? So that that part doesn't really fade away. You can catch. He ain't got to be the fastest guy to get open and catch the ball. You find the, find the holes in the zone, sit there. They'll throw you the ball. But we'll see what happens. And I keep on looking at it from all the other aspects off the field, not even what he can do on the field. Okay. Does Tim Tebow just want to be in the headlines because – we knew from obviously the Tebow mania, Tim Tebow time, all that stuff that came up back in the day when he beat the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Um, in the playoffs. Was it, wait, I'm sorry. No, he, played, he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he he led the, the Denver, Denver Broncos. Yeah, he played for the Denver Broncos. Right. Beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. That idea has been tossed around so much it got mixed up in my head. But since then, making a big stab at trying to play, be a professional baseball player. Right. Made it in the farm system for the New York Mets for a while there. Did the, the college broadcasting. Right. So, his name has been forgotten almost, right? No, so I don't think now, he's been I forgotten. Think he's trying to rekindle well, at, some of that. At this point, you know what? And, and this is to anybody out there, anybody out there in life. This is this to them. Never limit yourself or put yourself in a box. If you want to do something, go do it. Especially if there's opportunity for you to do it. If you want to be a football player, be a football player. You don't have to be great at it. You want to play baseball? Go do that. You want to make a record? Do it. Do whatever that feels that will fulfill you as in life. So he's having a full life. He's doing whatever he wants to do. Whether he succeeds or is good at it or not is up to discussion. But to have the ability 
and the talent and just the gall to go and do it. Yeah, I, I, give, I give dude all up props. Now, we'll see if he's good. But like I said, you don't have to be good to try something. It's a commercial right now. Uh, it's an athletic commercial where they was failing. But the point of the commercial was even going to try to do it. You see what I'm saying? And see, y'all thought I was kidding at the beginning of the show. I said we're going to give you all some words of encouragement. Y'all haven't heard it for a while. <laughs> and here it is, B is speaking facts. He's giving everybody that, that extra motivation you need. It is Monday, so it's Motivation yeah. Monday. It's a Memorial Day, too. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day, everybody, man. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's – that's that's and, and that's real. That's about life. So, like I say, I'm interested whether he's – I'm interested in the story. I'm, it doesn't, you know, bother me whether he it's sees or not. He gets there, right, but just whatever. Uh, you know, I'm happy for dude. We'll see what happens. If he can't play, trust me, he'll be cut or gone right. or whatever. So, no biggie there. The thing is, his jersey sale yeah, yeah, yeah. right now, his jersey is like the number one and two, number one and two top selling jerseys uh, on the, what do we call it? The NFL, jer- shop. Yeah, NFL shop right now. So that part right there is amazing. And but I'm pretty sure there's still somewhere in the NFL PA where the players get a little portion of that jersey probably. sale stuff. Of course, probably the merchandising of it and, of course, the actual production of the jersey and everything has to take accountability, right. but the players should still retain some kind of funds from that so that's another thing paying well that bills. also tells me that you know what people root for tim yeah, tebow yeah, yeah. and that's okay yeah. and that's okay ain't nothing wrong with that you know whether you root for him because you like him or root for him whether his uh beliefs or you root for him because he's just a person who has the gall to go do it even just to go do it hey you root for the guy so that sh- that tells me a lot but his jersey is number one and two which says a lot. I think the, the teal is number one, and the right the teal is one, and I think the black, black one is number two. Is yeah. number two. So, <laughs> so there we go. And so I often say, so we expect to sell our Tim Tebow jerseys this season right? at the stadium, yeah. whether they be preseason or not. So there we go. One of the last headlines I want to get into before we got out of here is the situation we've had here with a couple of players. I can't remember all the names, but a couple of players being injured, working away from team facilities. Now, of course, the NFL uh, OTAs have started. Training camps are about to kick off soon. A lot of players are reporting, obviously some not. But Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> but players are choosing not to participate in team workouts because, of course, we're still under a pandemic, right? right it is right. It is making some headway. We are starting to see some pro- progression with people being vaccinated. And I've been vaccinated. You've vaccinated too, I right? I have been. Yeah, there we go. Get back in these stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Players have been working out away from team facilities on their own, whether through Zoom, whether through their personal trainers or what what have you, but they have been getting injuries. Right. And the NFLPA pretty much comes out and says straight up, hey, if you are injured right there, right then and there, that's a big issue. We can cut you then at this point because you got injured. Uh, outside of yeah. right, outside of our facility, outside of our because program. it usually happens when you get hurt on the job, just like we do, you're obviously covered. But if you get hurt, Away from the job, hey, workman's comp in the NFL is the same way as workman's comp out here in these streets where you can't do things like that on your own and expect to get the same kind of coverage. I think it, it varies. I think that particular situation will vary from team to team. It goes back to, I think, 2008, uh, 8 or 9, maybe 11. Terrell Suggs had torn his oh, Achilles yeah, yeah, yeah. playing basketball. Right. Uh, the Ravens kept, you know, he, he made it back. I think by week eight or nine in the season, but yeah, they but they didn't cut him or anything like that. So I, I think that particular situation that you're referring to is a team by team basis and an owner by owner. You know, mm-hmm. however they see you fit in the system. Okay. If you are a low level player, I advise you not to do that. 
because uh, you know you, <laughs> you know it's a little different for them. So yeah, but a high profile athlete who's who their person who they're dependent on to be whatever. I think it doesn't matter. That I don't, I don't think that would really matter. All right, we ain't got much time left out of here. We did get a couple things we didn't get to squeeze in here, but of course we'll be back. Yeah, we have more stuff to talk about as usual because right now I've been watching a couple of baseball games. What's been happening in the MLB has been kind of strange this season. I think we've had like seven no hitters, which is really not not something that happens, happens quite often. Right, right, right. But I'd like to get into next time around talking about a lot of changes that every sport has taken. We talked about obviously the play-in tournament for the NBA, right? The NFL expanding games, and as well as their um, as the playoff bracket itself. Yeah. Baseball has had a lot of different changes, especially since coming off a shortened season last year, where they had extra. Um, uh, sorry, a run on second base when you go into extra innings right. to try to limit that amount of um, time spent in extra innings because we've had some pretty long baseball games. Yeah, it just hours goes on and, and hours. On. <laughs> You're right. As well as even, we talked about it before, whenever games are rained out or something like that or a postponed game and have to play back-to-back games, they've shortened those games down to like seven innings so you don't have to play the entire nine-inning game, right. Right. especially since most of these games are pretty much settled by the time the seven-inning rolls around. But we need to check into a couple of those things and see – how many of these rules have changed? Because like we talked about, a lot of these records are going to be broken soon in the NFL because guys are playing more games. They're going right, to say right. you had this many touchdowns in a 16-game season as opposed to the guys the nowadays. 17, have, 18, yeah. Exactly. Right. So we'll okay. get into that a lot more. Um, one of the biggest things I want to talk about next time around is the Oakland A's could be relocating as well. The Raiders just moved up out of there, got to Vegas. That sucks. And now they're thinking about moving the Oakland A's out of there. That sucks. I We've already say that. had – the Golden State Warriors move out of Oakland right, to go to San Francisco. Right. Now the Bay Area is going to be just San Francisco teams. Right, what's going on with that? But anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, so that's for next time. Y'all have a safe, happy Memorial Day. Uh, yeah. Salute, salute to all the military. Right. And I guess. That's everything. Uh, yeah, I guess it's everything today. Y'all be safe. Have a good one. We'll see y'all next one.